This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. West Radio, a community-driven podcast built in the heart of Hamilton at Western Community Centre. We are webbing networks and creating safe spaces for ownership in our community. Whānau first, hapuri first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kia ora, no more hori mai, no more hoki mai ki roto kopapo or Out West Radio. Welcome back. Uh, we got you got the three of us hosting once again today. You've got Tom, you've got Trish, you've got Regan. What's up? Hey. Okay, once again, we're bringing you content about what's happening out west, uh, what's happening out at the Western Community Centre. What goods do we have? Uh, we've got. Uh, our veggie packs that we're doing as well That's $15 mm-hmm. um, we, we normally add it up And it normally adds up to $30 If you were to go shopping Roughly, To get, yeah, that stuff, get that stuff yourself Yeah, So you get a bit of a bargain um, If you're budgeting Or even if you're just trying to look for something Nice and cheap and healthy for your whanau Come on down to the Western Community Centre Or go onto our Western Community Centre uh, page Or website or Facebook page And mm. order your veggie pack Now and yep. get ready for next week. Um, there's not that many packs uh, left out there, so if you if you have missed out today, um, make sure you get into into the packs next for week. next week. Yep. Yeah, um, so it's just after eleven. Um, we're doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I've had a pretty exciting week. Um, my youth program has uh, kicked off. We had a good uh, goal setting, good goal setting program that we had. Uh, we're also looking at trying to. Uh, finish off a haka that we've do, we're doing as well, so we're pretty keen to get that underway. Learn actions. We're also looking at doing some carving as well. So, cool. we're pre- Ooh, yeah, we're pretty exciting. interested in that. So, what that looks like in terms of goal setting is that we've got there's there's certain uh, what do you call it uh, ways that you have to make a patu in terms of karakia and what wood you have to get. So you got to prep the wood, you've got to draw on the wood. So each there's there's steps. In order mm. to make sure that you're doing the right thing for the patu, so uh, we're just going to look at it and, and kind of relate that to goal setting cool. and to, yeah, in terms of steps that we're doing. It's the same steps that you'll do if you that you would take if you were goal setting. So yeah, um, what else do we have going on in our community? We've got tables and chairs higher. Um, that's yep. been a bit of a banger as well, especially over the holidays. We hardly had anything left in our studio here to hand out. Mm. Which is a good thing, and we've got we've got thousands of chairs and tables that have just gone out, and I don't even know if they're all back yet, but they've obviously been used very well. So, <laughs> yeah, if you if you have hired and you have not brought back, <laughs> please return your tables and chairs. <laughs> I hope that it served you well. Um, no doubt, everyone was celebrating over the New Year's and the Christmas holiday. Um, a lot of food probably ended up on those tables, so. They were yep. used very well. Mm. I was going to say, oh, well, I probably would say, and a lot of nono on our chairs, so those were used <laughs> very well as well. It's actually amazing to see how many people online, on Marketplace, that are selling, are doing, you know, the table and chair hires as well. Yeah. It's such a handy thing, like, you know, tables and chairs, you always need them. Yeah. Any type of event. Mm. I really, I, I really want to get one of those, um, it's called a fill 
is it filler table um pretty much you know it's like the tables that we hire out but it's got a drop on it and you just put your ice in it and your your drinks sit in it Ooh, i like that that's flash it's a flash table mm. yeah Saves you from having to open up the chili bin, you know, <laughs> if you're lazy like me some days. Most days, actually. <laughs> Park that chili bin right next to you. <laughs> yeah, you're just walking by, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> oh, that'll be amazing to have, eh? Yeah. I don't know if I want to hire that out, though. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably pretty expensive, um, We also have uh, Regan doing learner license program as well. She mentioned a bit last week as well, but probably good to mention it again as we... We're getting closer to to the date, say, Sue. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So, um, yeah, uh, we've got new learner license dates up on our website, Facebook page, or pop into our centre. Um, there's some brochures up at the front counter. Um, so for anyone that hasn't been a part of learner license, um, it is a four-day course, and we provide you all the information from the road code um, and prepare you to set your learner's license. And then on the fourth day, we take you to go and get tested um, down at BTNZ. Um, and yeah, and follow you through the journey of getting your license. Uh, so our next following dates are coming up, and the first week would be the third of April to the sixth, uh, the eleventh of April to the fourteenth, third of July to the sixth, and our last course for the year so far would be the twenty fifth of September to the twenty eighth of September, from nine a.m. till three p.m. Um, and the course costs fifty dollars um, to attend it. So flick us an email, text message, Facebook. Or pop in to register and we can get you ready to go for the next course. Yeah, cool. Last last week I spoke to you about, you know, what um, the transition that happens between the start of the week and the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just, like, the turnaround is amazing. Like, you, first you're trying to get them to talk. Yeah. Then at the end you're trying to get them to actually be quiet because they're just mm-hmm. talking about but the other good thing that I that I like about the Learner License Program is it's an open book. Yeah. Anyone can ask questions. Um, everyone's trying to help each other out. Um, they don't have to put their hand up to go out. You know, yeah. if they want to go for a vape, for a toilet, have to go make me a coffee or a tea. Um, everything's just open. Yeah. Like they can do whatever they want as long as when you're teaching and you're the one that's talking, everyone has to be quiet and go back to their seat. Yeah. And that's so that's something, that's a good teaching strategy. Mm. Um, I find like it, that you see the learning, A, the learning from them is a lot different when you've got an open setting like that mm. and um, they're allowed to still, you know, do what yeah. they need to yeah, but um, still, evolve, you know, getting the information. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're not taking away their, their natural way of, of things that they do. Yeah. So normally... Like, and I guess sometimes that's where school kind of gets them as that they can't just leave. They yeah. can't just go mm-hmm. out and do their own thing. Can't mm. just get up and make your tea or go outside for a vape. Mm. But I guess, yeah, I think that's what the common ground is between you and, well, I wouldn't say clients, but the students or that you have, yeah. you know, that are, that are part of your program, is that you allow them to be themselves in that space. So. One of the rowdiest <coughs> courses, that's for sure. <laughs> Got a rowdy <laughs> teacher, we're going to be rowdy together. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, the activities are cool watching them. Yes, oh, and it was great because the um, last learner license course that we ran in January, I got Tom to come in to run a game. Um, and I'm, I don't know, did you come up with that game on the spot where you made them do the opposite actions to what you were saying, or is that a game that you have played? Because that was um, that was on. Yeah, I played that game before. I just yeah, I, I just got so many games in my head that I just forget. <laughs> 
And like uh, I said to everyone, eh? We're all we've all got <laughs> games in our heads. If you work at the centre, you you got to be quick when it comes to games and mm. icebreakers. Um, I can't remember what you. I think you called it opposites. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure I did. I I got so many games that I just forget the names. Of them, so I was <laughs> like, oh, you know what? Let's just call it this name. It works out every, as long as the concept's the same, me. Eh? Yeah, the rules mm. are simple, and that and that's the thing. You know, we started off playing the the square tag game on the carpets to using the carpets as part of the game. <laughs> you know what's the funniest activity is the um, like the floor is lava game. You know how yes. I give them the carpet squeeze, <laughs> and it's not just for learning lust. It's like oh, I'll do that anywhere. Yeah, and that's like my first go to game to make connection between each. Like each person that's in the room, you know, because you're breaking down their bubbles unsure. too, eh? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they're just unsure, and I think that was the funniest one because they just keep taking off across. And I was like, yeah. "What's the goal?" They're like, "We all need to get to the other side." <laughs> yeah, and so they just all ran across without trying to help each other. <laughs> and it didn't matter how many times they've done it. That's what makes it good about it is that they have to keep retrying. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're the objective is there and you're failing it, you've got to go back and try it again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So one thing that I've learned is that failure, like the acronym of failure is just the first attempt in trying, or in learning, first yep. attempt in learning. Um, so if you use that as an acronym, like you you go far. Yeah. So that's something that I try and teach the young people mm-hmm. as well. Because practice it's makes your, perfect, yeah. though. It's your first attempt in learning, you've failed it, what are you going to do next? Mm. Yeah, so yeah. it's just all about that logic stuff here. What are you going to do next? So last week we also spoke about um, the community connection, uh, community connector roles and who they've been catching up with, they caught up with um, Darunanga um, in terms of how we're doing transitional homes. And then we've also done um, talking about how we were doing uh, getting stuff from here to Auckland because, the flood, because of the floods. Um, we're, we're, we're still doing it at the moment. Uh, we're still trying to do uh, get get stuff into the centre and get it shipped off to Auckland. So what what that looks like is um, we've just we don't have spare rooms here, but people are still dropping stuff off to get shipped off to Auckland to help out with the floods. Uh, they're still recovering. Um, they'll probably be recovering for a long time. Uh, mm. People are asking that if if they need furniture. Um, at the moment, we know that thousands of homes have been yellow stickered, which means that it's unlivable. Um, that occupants cannot be um, sleeping inside the home, uh, and that's just because of uh, the living area, or what would you call it, the ele- electricity mm. and all that stuff just in the everything houses. Yeah, everything is everything just damaged. Floor is damaged. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just um, when when a flood like that has happened, it becomes like polluted, yeah. like a polluted type of backyard house and it might even just be in the air and because the house is kind of enclosed um, and if you're living in the home it's just enclosed um, mm. pollution inside there so yellow stick it and if, if that's what, a question that you're thinking of if they need furniture the answer my friend is no but they do need blankets because um, they're living out in um, like recovery places especially other people's homes and Community centres up there are hosting mm-hmm. them as well. So blankets, beds, uh, sleeping stuff, even clothes, uh, food, um, be the best to send to the community centre and we could get that up to Auckland. Beds or not yet? Oh, like mattresses and stuff, yeah. So mm. if, if mattresses come through, um, it'll still be good to send that up as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Actually, on that note, I've probably got like two beds down in my basement that are just sitting there. Doing well, nothing. Well, 
<laughs> it looks like you're bringing the beds in, eh? <laughs> yeah, it was actually freaky because we went up to Auckland and the same um, off-ramp that we were driving on two days before that was completely flooded. I was looking at uh, photos and, you know, footage of that area. I was like, what the heck? Just, just, you wouldn't think that two days ago you couldn't even drive through that. Mm. Yeah. Stuff that, man, my car would get trashed. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? Fran was coming coming back from up north and they had to, they couldn't go down the main motorway. Yeah. So they had to go out west and come around. Anyway, mm. they, they were coming around the corner and there was this, like a career van in the ditch. Mm. And it was all covered in mud, so she was like, "That thing obviously must have been on yeah. under the water." Oh, so yeah. last week I mentioned that I drove through this area, and the height of the the water line on the hill from where the bark was was higher than my van, and our van's quite quite tall here at the community centre, which mean meant I would have been under the water. The van would have been good, Swimming. like a good yeah percentage under the water, Um yeah, just seeing that career van, knowing that career van was underwater like that too in that ditch, yeah. and and she had to drive home from far north through it. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so last week we mentioned that about uh, uh, it's not like survival pack, but uh, we're trying to help out as best as we can. I think the the biggest question now, um, and preparing for it is we the question of you know what would you put or what would you commit to how would you put together your survival pack hmm. <laughs> good question real good, good question. yeah i'm thinking about it too even though i asked it <laughs> i'm like if you've got is that one bag a whole bag of like supply, a duffel size maybe for us for one person what would you do so if you had made that bag for yourself you know that's what you would make for every single person in your house Oh, you just made that harder. I have to say, a, a you know, a big bag of water. You know those um, squishy ones. A goon bag. Pretty much. <laughs> or just any kind of water would be in there, even though it'd be super heavy. I wouldn't want to carry it. Um, maybe canned food. Canned food. Yep. A beanie. Beanie. I really don't know if shoes would be worth it because it, you know. But I reckon, I reckon Crocs is the is the thing to go <laughs> you with. Were it's say a, Crocs. It's a both, like. Because at least it dries quickly, yeah, you yeah. know. But it's still a shoe, and it's still going to protect your feet. If yeah, you know. Mm. You didn't have to worry about it getting wet because it'll dry itself. <laughs> <laughs> so Trish is bringing bringing a pair of Crocs. Yeah, my whole family got Crocs, so we're taking those. Those are the first things we'll put on. If we need to, we'll take socks and up. And I will take so one pair of socks, um, uh, one jersey. I wouldn't worry about like the lower half, like shorts and stuff like that, uh, or pants. Mm. A jersey. I would take um, a oh, big bed sheet. Mm. So even if we we are somewhere and we just need to block ourselves from the wind, um, we can use the sheet. Or if anything was to happen and we got hurt, we could use the sheet to rip it and then kind of bandage. So as like well. a multi-use. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and I would probably take a tarpaulin as well because the tarpaulin can wrap around this as well. Or we can instead of taking an umbrella, mm. we could put that over all three of us and 
get around. Nice. Yeah. And then anything else after that is just food. <laughs> yeah. Fill in those little gaps with food, eh? Yeah, hard out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been watching a lot of Naked and Afraid at the moment. So I've been thinking, you know, survival kit, what are the items that they take to survive? Um, but yeah, I'd probably either, um, be the same. I'd need to take um, a sheet and a tarpaulin for multi-purpose, <laughs> you know, uses. Um, oh, so I'm normally that weirdo that will still take my uh, electronics with me, i.e. my straightener, help maintain my hair in the rain. <laughs> uh, whether I had power or not, I was still going to take it. Um, and you know what? It would still probably be in my bag as well to take it for my emergency kit. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, of you know, the food... Um, and it'd be just the warm clothes and then a couple of, I wear a lot of, um, what are those, what's that material like you use for skins, that type of material, the active wear material. Oh, yeah. So, you know, dries, dry if it, yeah, so, yeah. It, you know, if it gets wet, sweet, it dries quite quickly too. So most mm. of my clothes are all of those. So I'll just pack a pair of those, you know. Oh, cool. Maybe yeah. even pack yeah. some rope, eh? That's what I was thinking. Maybe some rope, like you know, just if you climb up mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going naked and afraid ways. Okay. <laughs> Maybe some matches because oh. I wouldn't be doing no rock stuff. Oh, you wouldn't? I, I don't even know how. I'd <laughs> <laughs> just be slamming it for no reason. <laughs> the stick in the you rope. Know, I could even imagine my daughters trying to bring these straightener with them. Yeah, I'm all with them. <laughs> and Jay, I'll bring the curler just because. Just because you can. What if there's boys up there? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the least of their problems. They're just like, ah, there's oh, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I like, see my bags would be more consistent of my kids' stuff so that yeah, they're true. sorted, you know, like, yeah. you know, cause I've got two young babies, so all of our bags will be packed more with all their stuff, you yeah. know, to make sure that they've got what they need and just do with what I've got kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's our um, emergency kit, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, up next, we're going to go to a song. Um, we've got Take It Away by L.A.B. So enjoy, guys.
Welcome back. Uh, that was LAB with Take It Away. Um, welcome back. Uh, so we just previously talked about um, the youth program, uh, what we've been doing for as community ke- connecting. Uh, we've talked about the Western Wheels and what we have going on. Another thing that we have coming up as well, sorry, and we've got to mention it at the start, is that it's Happy Valentine's. So happy Valentine's to everyone out there. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a partner, you can send me chocolates if you want to. <laughs> happy, happy to take it. So thank you very much. Or us. Uh, we're yeah. Like when you walk oh, into yeah. the centre, we're like the first one on the left. Oh. Yeah, you'll see us yeah. first. You'll Just see so the connectors you know. first. Well, if you're unsure and you don't have anyone to give anything away to and you're, you're feeling quite spendy, uh, spend something on us Send it to the community centre at 46 Hyde Ave. Or even if you're in the area, just bring it on down and drop it off. Right, you could keep it a secret, secret MR, or go to as long as it's food. <laughs> but leave a note on there that says, not for Ngahuya. Oh, ah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that person will know when it, when it comes here. So. Yeah. yeah, that person knows if there's food in the building, I could, she there. thinks that it's part hers. So. <laughs> She'll sniff it out. Yeah, I not think she knows that it's part hers, eh? Oh, we don't even know yet, but she knows. <laughs> oh. So that's our friend Ngahuya. Love so you, girl. Make sure you put on there, not for Ngahuya. <laughs> Another thing that we have coming up as well for our girls' program. We have that coming up as well, kicking off for the year. Yep. Um, we are starting the girls' program called Tairanga. Um, that pretty much means, um, you know, a, what's it called? Um like uplift, elevating our our young youth and our young girls, um, especially with how their youth is at the moment. It's more just making uh, it's a safe space for our girls um, to evolve and develop yeah. into great young women. Yeah, I definitely would have loved to have something like that at school for myself. Mm. Um, I remember getting into year, what would it have been, year 12, and I was hoha by that time. Yeah. But one of the dads, one of our friends' dads, he worked on the board, um, and so he he thought of an idea that we would form this group mm. and get paired up with some younger students to look after them. Um, it gave us a bit of I don't know, like 
um, empowerment that you know we could also look after others mm-hmm. who were once in yeah, yeah, situations sure. that we were in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially you know in those first couple of years trying to figure out where you fit in and like oh do I do I want to slot in there? No, mm. not that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially these days, the girls the girls need a bit of guidance. So yeah, yeah that's what we kind of want to do. And so at the moment we've just been networking with um, the schools in our area, so uh, Fraser, Mairoa, Crawshaw and Norton, um, just to gauge an interest on, you know, what, what they've got Im- implemented in the schools to see if we can help, you know, work with them to support our girls to just make it better for themselves moving forward now that they're getting older as well. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing here at the Western Community Centre is er- almost everything... Uh, we look at look we look to everything based around young people, knowing that um, I guess the next generation is going to probably be looking after this this area. Mm. Um, although they haven't been doing that much of a great job looking after outside, um, when they're in the program, they seem to be doing really good. Mm. So I guess when we're doing our programs here at the Western Community Centre, um, not just the uh, our two girls here, but for Tawhakapua as well, is that we're creating. Um, a space of enhancing and empowering um, so that it almost makes them feel like they're citizens of yeah. their own community mm. um, and citizens to the community centre, which makes it that they belong to it. And the things that they do here belongs to them as well. The things that they're creating belongs to them. Mm. And, yeah, I guess we just need to learn how to uh, capitalise on, on that stuff there. So... Generally, that's just how our youth work goes around here um, and how we kind of mentor and um, mm. kind of journey with, alongside young people. We just need to make sure that we do that. If we could do that right, then we're winning. Eh? Yeah. Um, and we need to always just realise that sometimes we'll, we're, we we may not win, but that's just normal. Mm. Um, our kids will always go 100 steps back, but the 200 steps backwards. And where are we in terms of that? Where are we trying to catch them? So yeah. are we going to try and catch them or just let them keep going backwards? Yeah, you so, definitely see the ones that have potential, eh? Yep. Like the leaders, yeah. you can see that within their groups. Yeah, and I think we, we, we're um, striving to um, make a better place of belonging for them so that they know that they can come here whenever they want. Mm. Um, so not just on program time, but also just come and chill out wherever. And you may notice that... Um, if you have been down to the Western Community Centre, you may notice that you'll, you'll see kids just hanging around maybe in the hallway or they walk mm-hmm. down the hallway to my office or they do turn into the girls' office as well. Um, and you'll just see a whole lot of young people just hanging around in some offices. So <laughs> uh, that's what it's about, is making sure that we're doing the journey and we're doing it holistically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's us for today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your time. Um, thank you for lending us your taringa. Um, Please, if you've got any questions, um, feel free to uh, pop into the community centre and ask away or mm-hmm. um, feel free to go onto our Facebook page and maybe even leave a comment or ask some questions on there. So we're looking forward to hearing from you guys. If you have any questions, um, don't be shy, don't be fakama. Make sure you get onto it. So thank you. Bye. See you.
episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.